Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Fight in the Shade USA, brought to you by our friends at Heroes Media Group. It's Will and Jen, back for some fun. So we know a lot of times we address hard topics, so we have to intersperse humor. I mean, we'll probably do that on every episode, but we're kind of devoting this episode to fun. It's really important in our family. I think it's one of the things that helps us get through. We often are asked the question, how do you do it? You know, how do you rise above your circumstances? It seems like day in and day out. We have a lot of challenging situations, and that's true. But we have tried to be of the mindset that there's always um, silver lining. There's always joy in the little things. We try and laugh at ourselves as much as possible. And try, try not to take things too seriously. So we're going to share some of those moments today. We haven't really, like, thought through this a ton. We just thought it would be fun to do. So whatever comes to mind, we're just going to talk about it. We'll, we'll tell some stories, and hopefully you guys can laugh along with us. There's two things. One, I don't believe in fun. <laughs> and two, you need to stop telling our listening audience that we haven't really thought about this or prepared. You've said that, like, several times in past iterations. Well, I mean, it is true, though, kind of, right? I, I mean, I've spent a lifetime preparing for this podcast, <laughs> Lady Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've, well, we're surrounded by, I, I don't want to exaggerate, but you, cause you made me get rid of hundreds of books, but we are surrounded by at least 500 books. True. True. And, and that's a lifetime. And I've read, I don't, I don't, again, don't want to exaggerate, but I, I've read at least 3000 books in my lifetime. Yeah. And we've, I've given a, given away or thrown away, not thrown away, never throw away books, but given away. Oh, you know what? Here's where we're. All right. So I actually thought of another story about funniness Gosh. with, um, Elizabeth. Okay, but can I clarify this real quick? Yes, of course. So when I say we haven't thought about it or prepared, I mean, sure, we threw out the idea like a few minutes ago saying, hey, we should talk about these fun moments. But like, do we have like notes printed up and an agenda? No, we don't. Well, you know what? Our opportunity to be sponsored by someone much bigger than Heroes Media Group, that's out That's out the window now. So Adam Bird, you're stuck with us because <laughs> Jen's just like, we're not prepared. Nobody, Nobody's going to syndicate us now. Whatever. Okay. What's your first point? How do we have fun to try and get past the hard times today? How do we have fun? Or what are some what are some fun things? You just said you had a story of something that's funny. Basically, what we want to talk about today, what are the things that make us laugh? What are memories we have of just how we are making it through by laughing at ourselves or pulling pranks, whatever the case may be? Yeah, I think we... So we... We do. There's two things. So, so one, we do find joy uh, in just the common moments, and uh, things will just pop up. You know, uh, kind of like when you see a movie and you see a, a funny phrase in there, and then you continually like use that phrase. Like we do that in our family all the time. Uh, but then we do play intentional pranks on each other, and and also I'll just like try and take like the simple things in life um, that happen, and then I'll like make something big out of it, and. Mm. And uh, kind of go, or you'll try and talk in an accent unsuccessfully. What do you mean unsuccessfully? <laughs> okay, we actually have a video. Maybe this should be in the show notes, but we have a video of him talking in accents to our daughter when she was younger, and he starts out in a somewhat recognizable British accent, you know, and he's like, "Do you ha- do I have some chocolate on my face?" You know, and he's talking like that. I really miss the Queen. <laughs> The Queen of England. Do you see what I'm saying? She was a remarkable leader. Oh, okay. Yes. That's this is so perfect. that's so good. No, it just morphed into something else. But typically it morphs into some sort of like half British, half southern. And then if he sings, it morphs into Adam Sandler. So that's just kind of 
that's something we have fun with. I in did our lives. miss my calling in life because Adam Sandler's career, I could have had Adam Sandler's career. You could have. I literally, I know three chords on the guitar, <laughs> and I can go from my normal voice, which is is it baritone? I don't even know. I'm not a musical guy. But I can go from my normal voice to falsetto, like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like, I write songs on the spot and compose music on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, it's true. Is th isn't that true? It's yeah. not an exaggeration. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's a pretty fun, that's a pretty fun tradition in our house is for him to bust out in song spontaneously. Uh, on, you know, he actually rhymes pretty well. And the lyrics are actually really, really good in my opinion and funny. They work. But the composure might need some work the music com musical composition part of it i think the first i think that one of the first memories we have of me singing it's coming back to me now is when we were at pepperdine in the uh, shower right ah the sand yeah so yes. yeah yeah so so we're at we're at pepperdine law in like was that that was a one bedroom apartment right it was two bedroom oh, two bedroom yeah. well yeah. we used one as a study so we mm -hmm. had um uh, it was actually great. So this is like, so we spent three years there, right? Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. and on campus housing, on campus housing, right across from the law school. I, we spent four years there total. Cause I got two degrees, but three years there, uh, in on campus housing. And, um, you know, of course, like while I'm studying and living the life of Greek tragedy of like Sisyphus pushing a rock up a hill, repeatedly studying <laughs> lady Jennifer is taking the longboard longboard surfboard that we have and our truck and she's going down to the beach while i'm suffering yeah. she's living yeah. the good life while yeah. i'm while i'm suffering mm -hmm. and studying can't deny it but that's what i promised her right i work hard and she gets to enjoy life i mean i was working you were working i was just surfing before and after hours yep and i was not because one she tried to teach me how to surf and and i wasn't succeeding so i got mad at her mm -hmm. so yep never well i don't want to say never because maybe some husbands and wives can teach other things but we don't really try and teach each other no things. never again paid for a lesson it was a w much wiser decision yeah so sh so we're getting off track here but this is important to to know paid for, we pay, went to the north shore in hawaii and paid for a lesson for me to learn from like a expert and i caught like at least 20 waves oh yeah no all I was he needed it. all he needed was like three other people in his class that he could compete with. <laughs> and it was, it was all over. He's like, Oh, uh, they're going to catch. I'm going to learn faster. I'm going to, I'm going to paddle harder. And he did. And I was like, why didn't I think of this the f in the first place? Like, of course this was going to work. So uh, now I is, have a surf buddy. It, it is true. Uh, just use my competitive nature. Yeah. But you, okay. You so back to your singing debut. So back. So, all right. So Jen would come back, um, you know, from these surf sessions and, you know, I would ask her, to rinse off her sandy feet, you know, outside before she came in. But do wives do what their husbands <laughs> ask them to do? No, they don't. <laughs> All right, so let's just be honest. So so this was one of those things, you know, in marriage where, um, you know, you're either going to get agitated with your spouse for doing something small that you ask them not to do and they don't <laughs> do, or you're going to enjoy it. And so um, I decided to enjoy it. So I was maybe like in the 27th time taking a shower where there was sand in the bottom of the shower. <laughs> and I was just like, no, this is not going to change. So I started singing a song and I'm like, I think it's coming back to me. Oh, I feel like I'm at the beach. Got sand, sand all, all over my, my feet. feet. Oh, I feel like I'm at the beach. <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> we don't, we, I'm sorry if that shocked you a little bit. America, our eight listeners. Um, 
it, you got, you just had a sample of it though. That was amazing. Although the Adam Sandler voice didn't quite come out in that did, one. It didn't. It, I'm saving you it. need to like sort of work up to that, but um, that is what I would hear from the that, shower. That's for a future episode. And it happened often, so that's just how and, we have fun. And, and yeah, and like I didn't announce that I was going to start singing. I just started singing it at the top of my lungs. Yes. And Jen knew that I was agitated with her again, but like then we had a funny moment with yeah. it instead oh, of great. instead of getting into a fight. All right, um, so you said pranks earlier. Let's move on to some pranks. I think the best one is the girls. The, the one yeah. our girls. Well, you want to tell that? Sure. So we have twin girls, and that means we have to brush hair a lot because that is what happens when you're a girl and you have long hair. You've got to brush it multiple times a day. And so, you know, hairbrushes collect hair. That's a natural occurrence. And so what we've learned to do, because this is why we've learned to do this, Will is very good at giving us the reaction that we want. And so we just continue to do it. So we remove the hair that has collected in the brush. And the girls will grab it, pull it out, roll it into a ball, and they will find the best opportunity when he is, you know, just busy doing something else. And they will slide it under his pillow for him to find later at night. And what happens when you find that? So I get totally freaked out. Like, I don't really understand when it started, but I have a phobia of dead hair, <laughs> of hair, of human hair that is no longer attached to a head. It's not even like dead hair. I, I mean, because it's like wigs. And I'm sorry <laughs> yes, like if you wigs. wear a wig, but like one time in Louisville, downtown Louisville, when we were at Louisville. Uh, Gotta say that right. Louisville, Louisville. At Fort Knox, I walked by a window full of wigs mm -hmm. and like I had like post-traumatic stress from that. Yeah, I don't think you've ever been the same since actually. And so I honestly don't know where this started. Like, I mean, I don't have any hair. You know, I'm I I, I choose to shave my head. I'm not bald. I choose to shave choice, my head. By choice, of course. By choice. <laughs> and I don't really know where it started, but it just really grosses me out. Like, there's a lot of like things I've done in my life where I think I've showed bravery. I mean, heck, man, I've gone to like Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, and raised my hand in a time of war. But like, a little disgusting ball of dead hair pulled out of a brush. That is so gross. But they, they get him every time. Yeah. Every time. So we'll like be, you know, getting ready to go to bed. It's nighttime. And he's like, good night, babe. Love you. I actually and then don't want to tell America about this. <laughs> I just realized. Why? Because like, what if, what if people on the street come up to me? And this is just... true. It's his kryptonite. So uh. if you, if you need to somehow discombobulate him in a time of crisis, you could just throw a hairball at him. Now all my enemies at Defense Health Agency know about yeah, this. Yeah, this is true. This is terrible. But you guys, he'll he'll put his hand under the pillow like it's just like, oh, he's, he's getting settled in for the night. And then he's like, oh, my God. And he usually, like, gets up quickly and pulls up the pillow. And it's like, I'm cracking up because I'm going, this has happened 27 times. <laughs> and, like, you are still getting shocked by this. So it's, it's pure entertainment. It's yeah, but even if I didn't have a phobia of, like, dead hair out of a brush – I mean, that's pretty gross when you're, like, putting your hand under a cool pillow wanting <laughs> to go to sleep, and then you feel like a tangled web of hair. <laughs> okay. Nobody wants that. Right, America? Well. I'm just going to, and by the way, I'm just going to talk to America from now America. on. America. I'm going to be like, right, America? Don't you agree with me? All right. What <laughs> else we have going on? What are some other funny things? Okay, so this is, like, we, we do have to keep this clean, um, but, uh, you know, I have to kind of share, like, a little bit to make it super funny. So talking, going back to the books, um, we have a wonderful friend whose name is Elizabeth and we were leaving Fort Knox and uh, getting ready to go PCS permanent change of station in the army. 
to Washington DC and I just had so I had so many books and at that point I was a major and the way the military works is you get a certain allotment of uh, poundage of weight that you can move for free and then you have to pay a lot of money if you go over that weight and it and they estimated that I was going to be well over the allotment for a major and it was because of my books because I had hundreds yep and hundreds and hundreds of books all right so our friend Elizabeth uh, do you remember the story? Oh yeah, okay. she came to help me purchase okay. the books, but you were already gone. Right. So yep. Yeah. So so here's what was happening is so uh, like I am I am already in D.C. So I'm FaceTiming with Jen and Elizabeth, and they're holding up books saying keep or you know throw away. And this is like rapid fire. We're like Rap- holding it up. He quickly quickly reads the title, or we read the title out loud, and it's like you know. So it would be like Warriors Creed, you know, extreme understanding. The Roots of American Order, like all the things, right? None of those were thrown away by <laughs> Because she's looking at them on her desk. They're <laughs> all true. still here. I'm Jocko, right now. Russell Kirk has passed away, The Roots <laughs> of American Order, but the, his wife and his children, the Kirk Center, of course, we never would throw those books away. All right, so, um, so Jen has to go do something, so I'm just doing this with Elizabeth. <laughs> and, then, and then we come across some books that are... A book. A, a no, 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 no. I was there. I was just off camera to the side. Listen. I got to hear this gem of a moment. It was great. Okay. Listen, sometimes we disagree. <laughs> I, I believe there were multiple books. <laughs> okay. In the so- so they're, they're in the Song of Solomon genre, if you know what I'm saying. All right? And it's like a how-to guide for what couples do on their wedding night. We'll just, we'll just keep it like that, right? Yeah. And so, so, like, one of Jen's, like, I, you know, I'm good friends with her. She's one of Jen's best friends. So she's, we're doing rapid fire. And then she holds up this book on how to, and I'm like, uh, keep. (laughs) And she didn't want to read the title because she's like reading all the titles, you know, it's like such and such book, you know, it's such and such, you know, whatever. And then she's like, uh, how to, uh, and she's holding it and he's like, uh, keep. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I of course didn't even know we had that book because there's actually a whole practical joke attached yeah. to that book <laughs> yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. So I actually like found that book at like I don't know, it was like fifty cents at a yard sale because I wanted to like keep it around in our junker cars um, trunk so that like and because we, we let people borrow it. <laughs> so I wanted them anytime they borrowed it and opened the trunk, there was this huge like how to. It really is book. like an encyclopedia. <laughs> it's like an, it's like you know, ginormous and. I, I wanted them to open it up and just be like, oh my gosh, that's so awkward that I like saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so then like my practical joke got me it put backfired. in it backfired and put me into an awkward situation. And if I would have been on my game, I would have been like, oh, throw it away. I'm an expert and all that. Oh my but, god. But you know, I didn't. All right, so it, we gotta keep this clean. But that, you know, that has caused um, a lot of laughs. Oh man, I kinda wanna tell the LZA story. No. Okay, nope. all right. That not was not gonna work. This not, is a not good one. To. Not so, allowed to. Okay, so that was hilarious. We definitely have these <laughs> funny moments. But we have so much fun as a family and just trying to laugh with each other, not at each other, with each other. Uh, we do love sarcasm. You call it the sixth love language. Um, well, let me, and let me insert very quickly here because, you know, some people don't like sarcasm. Um, I've actually had some pastors tell me that, like, sarcasm is a sin, which I, t- I totally disagree with. Um, and actually, the Apostle Paul used sarcasm as a rhetorical device in his writing, so we know it's not a sin. But sarcasm can be a double-edged sword uh, because you can use it 
and wield it against people and really hurt them. And I think that is when it's incorrect to use. Um, but if it's with uh, people that you're in close relationship with and uh, they have a secure identity and they have, they're secure in your love for them, um, and especially like band of brothers in the military, like that is how we talk to each other. Like actually in the military, if somebody is not making fun of you, that actually means they don't like you. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's just like a little 30 second thing on sarcasm. We can probably do a full one on that. Uh, I mean, honestly, we should probably start taking notes on what we're promising people in future podcasts. But um, so go ahead. I just wanted to kind of give that because once you say sarcasm, people are like, oh, I don't like sarcasm is wrong. I don't want to listen to them anymore. Yeah, and I totally actually wasn't going to talk about sarcasm, so that was a nice little. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying it was one of the ways we have fun with each other. But you I'm going to tell the them word. the B story. All right, fine. Because it's funny. So uh, one of the things we like to do as a family is drive around town with the top off the Jeep. We have a, a fun Jeep. And play teeny bopper music, because what else would you do with a car with twin 12-year-old girls? I mean, not everyone in the car is a believer. But some of them are. I'm not a believer, but I do. I do Believer. Love, Burr. I don't even care. <laughs> but I do love T-Swizzle. That's right. But I, anyway. We, Swifty. So we drive around. This is one of those days. The wind's blowing on our hair. We're rocking out. I, I, pull, I don't have hair. We pull. Well, <laughs> true. Blowing through your beard. Yes. Blowing and through beard. we pull over because I'm running in to get a coffee, right? And so he pulls up in front of the coffee shop where I'm going to jump out. And this giant bee comes right into the top of the car where, where the top is off, right? And it hovers in. And we're all like, oh, my gosh. But I'm halfway getting out of the car to get the coffee. So I was like, this is the perfect time for me to exit. So I get out of the car really quickly. I notice he's trying to, like, drive off as I'm doing that because he's trying to, like, you know, get the wind blowing, get the bee to get out. I hear the girls yelling. People are going like, oh, my gosh. I slam the door, run to get my coffee, and I'm totally cracking up. Now, what happened as I left? Well, that's your version of the story. <laughs> but for myself and our daughters, Abigail and Kate, you left us. You left us behind. You violated the warrior ethos <laughs> of leave no man behind. So so literally, Kate was like, oh, my gosh, mom just left us, and the bee's going to get us. And so I start driving away. And this is like a hard corner at this coffee shop. So there's there's like an extended van coming in one way, and then there's somebody coming through the drive-thru another way. Kate has her door open trying to like she was trying to get out. She right? was trying to get out following you and she's like, Mom, wait for me. <laughs> and Jen was like, Save yourself. I'm going to get my coffee. And so literally all right, that was an exaggeration. But as I'm driving away, the girls are like, I can't believe mom left us. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I, did, I totally threw her under the bus. Totally. Totally threw her under the bus. So I started going into like Black Hawk down, Black Hawk down. It was like glorious. And uh, and we had a lot of laughs. So so then we we were safe from the bee, got away. Nobody got stung. Nobody got no stung. No bees were harmed. And uh, we came we came back, and and uh, we just told Jen we were like now now we know like you know if the zombie apocalypse if, if the zombie apocalypse comes you're just gonna leave us to fend for ourselves. Yeah. Now we know because this was a test. There was actually a movie. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a remake of. Um, basically like a dad and a family and there was like an avalanche and the dad like left and ran away from his family <gasps> they did a remake with will ferrell oh my gosh and um oh man who was elaine in seinfeld i think it was her oh yeah um I'm i can't totally remember blanking on her i can't yeah right i'm blanking but anyways they did a remake and it was basically like the aftermath of this father like running away from his family and not saving them because he thought like death was imminent 
And then it was like the aftermath because like it was a uh, optical illusion and they were fine. <gasps> and that's how I felt. Don't worry, babe. <laughs> Don't worry. Bees may scare me. Zombies do not. So you're totally safe. Yeah, but what if African bees like swarm me? You're gonna you're gonna peace out. No, I'll just be able to run and get help and, and save you. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. It, it was a great moment, and the best part was I didn't know that part of the story, but I did see him sort of erratically, like, driving the Jeep around and then park and them all cracking up while I was waiting for my coffee. So it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. So th that's what I'm saying. We just kind of take these little moments. You know, that's a spontaneous moment. You can't plan for the bee to come into the Jeep and then for, you know, Jen to just totally discard our <laughs> lives and go for a coffee in her comfort and safety while we fend it off, the mighty bee. Oh, man, that was a good one. That, that bee brought us a lot of joy today. Yeah, that bee did bring us a lot of joy, and it's not often that a bee can bring people joy. So good, well done, well done, bee, somewhere in Central South Carolina. That's right, that's right. I think that's enough for today. We want to keep it short, but I think our overall point in sharing these with you is just a obviously we want we want you to get to know us, um, but also just this idea that life is already hard and we don't need to take ourselves too seriously. And so I think laughter in and of itself is medicine those hard times and finding the silver lining and and being able to not take yourselves too seriously seriously so that's kind of it yeah and we'll do we will do other serious podcasts in the future on suffering um it's probably the series is probably going to be called on suffering and it'll be multi-parts and you know the bible says in james chapter one consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kind and we'll we'll go into that you know why why that is and it's not that god is a masochist um but he does use a lot of the circumstances of suffering to conform us to his image. And there, there is a way to have joy in the midst of suffering through the power of the Holy Spirit that resides within us if we're followers of Jesus. So I, I'm super excited, actually, for that series whenever we do that because we have learned a lot in our 10-plus years of uh, battling me battling chronic illness. So, man, what a joy this has been. And, and we are. We're going to go from the serious to the silly. Um, and we want you to, we want you, America, to get to know us better. So why don't you close this out, babe? I think that's it. Fight in the shade, y'all.